0: Oh, I don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I just need. To, all I know is I need to be home by like four o'clock.
0: Oh, well, this guy, dude. You, you, you know what? You, I can understand. Because
1: my son be- had his first haircut today, and he was very brave. And I asked him where he wanted to eat for dinner, and he said, "I want to go to McDonald's." So for dinner, I'm taking a You're McDonald's. you gonna
0: treat your son to to poison,
1: <laughs> bro. He he wants to play in the play place okay, and eat McNuggets. So I can get home. Well, I've, I've already showered, so maybe four thirty. Oh, yeah, you're ready to go, man. So maybe four thirty. Right,
0: can you hand Chris? Can you hand that mic to Who? Carl, please? ta da. Hey. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> no. Nah, All yeah. right. So we've got Carl. I've wanted to have Carl on for a while. We Carl. honestly should have Carl on for his Long own show. Ago. Carl's. Carl's I, the I do want to talk about like practical stuff. So I'm a guy. If I wanted to. So I'm, I'm obviously – I'm into jiu-jitsu. I love jujitsu. In terms of me being more proficient at self-defense, I believe I need to probably learn other skills that aren't just grappling. I need to maybe do firearms training or knife training. Self what would you recommend as like, a, like knowing me? What would be the first step for hate? To drastically improve your ability to defend yourself in situations, I would recommend you first work on this. What would you do? Like what would be your plan for me?
2: Uh well, wait, first you should put yourself in those situations so you can see the mistakes you'll make. <laughs> no, I don't want to get shot because we're, we're, oh, we're, I we're, you were about. No, yeah. I'm talking with yeah. Carl, tactical don't do stuff. That. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna go up to a guy with
3: an AK forty and say, hey, what do we do? So, uh, I would say two, two things you do real quick. Okay. Um, number one, you should go find a pistol. Okay. So what, what would fi- you recommend? Find a pistol, get a pistol. So, you've got either um, two major ones, probably Glock 19 if you want a bigger gun. You could go Glock 43 if you want a smaller gun. There's a 43X, which is right in the middle. And are they all firing the same type of rounds? Yeah. You, you want to go 9mm. They're all 9mm. So are millimeter they...
0: Days. Now, I'm going to sound like a complete noob here. Are these firearms that you could fire underwater conceivably. What are you going to
3: be doing underwater?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I've always heard, what the as a hell? kid, I always focused on, like, when, when people were in the Vietnam War and stuff, they had, you know, they had to go through, like, water and it would still operate. When, I'm not talking about fire oh, underwater. Seriously. So, so, so not, it gets, it gets fire wet it makes no sense. The, the boat's not going to go far. I'm just yeah. saying, if it gets wet, yeah, yeah. The, can you still fire it? The you Glock's
3: know? the most reliable pistol out there. So, yeah, you okay. probably get it wet, and I'm sure it'll work. There's videos on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, then you get a harpoon for that. I'll get my harpoon. <laughs> There's videos on YouTube of guys like, shooting it in buckets, like big barrels, and it and still shoots. And they don't shoots. come through, right? Yeah, it still shoots, yeah. okay. I mean, you know, how far the round's going to go, out on not know. Yeah, but, no, yeah. I,
0: I know. Yeah, Mythbusters is pretty good, yeah. Yeah, because the bullets don't travel. They did with a shotgun, I saw. So I, so I, I, I actually misspoke. I'm, I was talking more about, can this weapon get wet and still be fired? I'm not talking about, can it be fired underwater?
3: <laughs> go team up with Aquaman. I mean, and I'm gonna get, so let's, okay. let's, let's take let's, out some people. Let's, okay, let's re, so, okay, okay, so we're going to split this up into two, and two podcasts.
0: And, okay, continue. Um, so a, yeah,
3: so I, w- I would get a Glock, um, definitely. Then I would get, um, what you go is you do go on Amazon, you get buy some Snap Caps. So they're basically fake rounds. So that way you can practice at home. You don't really need them. You could probably just dry fire it on your own. And then um, I would sign up for the concealed carry class. Mm -hmm. Um, They'll go over the basics of the firearm with you. They'll probably show you enough just to shoot and take your test. And then I would get get all your paperwork done for your concealed license right away. Can you hook me over that? I wouldn't even... um, I wouldn't even, like wait the couple of months because the couple of months it takes to get that thing done then you can spend those couple of months shooting and, and kind of getting used to that and then the the other thing you should do too is because um and and this is right here and this is easy is you you walk over to the, this left side of the mat here and this left side of the mat coach paul teaches this awesome art called muay thai yeah and yeah, and you want you want to take the, just you know yeah you want to start taking some muay thai classes too just because if you need to make some distance um you might not want to actually grapple. You might want to actually, you know, a nice little throw punch, make a little room, draw, shoot, and things like At that. At least
1: learn how to protect your head. Like, mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing, Well, that one, too, right? yeah. Like, protect that's, yourself that's from the, a the, sucker punch If there's one takeaway from Muay Thai that I've learned, if there's one takeaway from doing Taekwondo that I've learned, if you can protect your head efficiently and effectively, that's probably over half the battle, right? Because that's enough for you to be able to... Defend yourself and get the fuck away. Um, so we're going to split this into two. We've got Carl on, finally. Oh, he's been finish. like a cameo for a while. Oh, well, I know. He's in our audience all the time.
3: We're going to do yeah. a little yeah, a little, 10-minute little cameo or something. Nothing yeah. crazy.
2: Sorry to interrupt, but let it be known that alcohol cannot be used as an excuse to not do jiu-jitsu. Because he's now go... grappling. How
0: many, how many of these have you consumed? Eight? <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm, it's like,
2: I think I'm like five.
0: Or five?
1: five? Or six. Okay. You're a big dude. How though? does it work when like... I don't know. So is this so shout out to Eddie Bravo. What? He did, he did start Eddie Bravo. what is the whole uh, let's, let's see Eddie grappling Reed under the. Are oh, We talking about Reddy Bravo or Eddie Bravo? No actual Eddie Bravo. Oh Eddie Bravo. Okay. Reddy Bravo is getting ready to, to ditch Eddie the gym, Bravo? so like he's been doing some soul-searching with me. Okay. I have a lot of uh, I'm trying to dissuade him, but you know, he <laughs> needs to follow his heart. <laughs> well, that's a separate. I mean, and if he wants to do catch wrestling.
0: I mean, we need Josh Barnett in the Orlando area. Yeah, exactly. So, so Carl, well, welcome to the gym
1: again. So every day on, on
0: this point on, on the self defense. So how long would you say? So I want to say I want to make this statement. I think if you train four days a week at jujitsu, or that's what it makes. If you get a blue belt in jujitsu, I think that's a good baseline for self defense from grappling. I'm not saying it's great, but it's a good baseline.
1: Yeah. If you get a blue belt for, in jujitsu. Yes, you're already better than fucking yeah, 95% and, 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 and I was going to the make the same
0: population. thing I, in between a year and two years of Muay Thai training at the rate so if you train this, if it took you a year to get a blue belt let's just say and you trained at that same rate doing Muay Thai at one year I feel like would that be fair to say that's a good basic proficiency in stand up with Muay Thai to defend yourself or would you need more or less time to achieve that
1: so as a black belt in jiu-jitsu, mm-hmm. I would say a year and a half of proficiency in jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. is pretty good. Okay, and what's the equivalent in a Muay Thai? Muay Thai, I would say because you're learning so mechanically, um I don't I think it takes a while for people to get to to, to decondition the flinch reflex. Okay. And to be able to maintain calm when people are throwing punches at you. Okay. So, how much, how much time would you say? To become, like,
0: self-defense-wise or fighting-wise? No, I'm talking about... I'm, talking about I'm, I'm doing the same thing. It's like, how long would it take to get a blue belt in, in Muay Thai? In Yeah.
1: About a year and
0: a half, two years. year and a half, two years. So, same thing for firearm
3: proficiency. What would you say? Ooh, that's... Um a little, little above my pay grade, but okay. um, if you don't train properly, you probably never get there. Um, if you train properly, you'll at least know how to shoot properly in maybe six months if you, so you follow the right, you know, the right stuff.
0: I've heard, and <clears throat> I, I want your take on this: that a lot of um, being proficient at firearms is you have to constantly train for it to keep up. It's not like a, it's not like quote riding a bike, where yeah. it's like once you have it. You can stop for a year and come back and be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. It's like you need to constantly be not necessarily improving. I but mean, just that's the thing pre- with
1: all like, performance arts, though, right? I, I like, don't
0: disagree, but I, I've heard that it's a little more perishable, more, they call it. Well, yeah. more, more, it more, um, uh, more visible, I guess, with, with, with firearm training. Really? So that's why I'm asking. Like, what, what are the components
3: it? of that? Like, why would that be? Um, that, a lot of people just say it's a, it's a lot more perishable skill set. Um, so you're just working on a lot of things. You're working on your your target, you know, your recoil control. So I would say, yeah, Is that it's, it's one of the things you, you, want, you want you want to stay on, like that? like like you said, recoil control, because that's what I think of
1: in terms of like somebody who isn't going to respond well to firing a gun, right? Like it's the expectation and. Like handling, I, I've I fired a gun once in my life,
3: mm.
2: so
1: like, why would that be so perishable?
3: Yeah, I mean that's something you don't want. I mean, let's say if you let's say you train for six months and you you know you were comfortable with everything you're doing, yeah, maybe you, you got to go to the range every month, and then um, you can actually dry fire at home, which is what they call it. So you're, you're using an unloaded gun. You're either using the snap caps or just the unloaded gun. You're being very, very safe, making sure you don't have any real rounds in there. And you're setting up a couple of targets maybe in your house. And uh, you're just doing a couple of trigger pulls, draws, things like that, reloads. You're doing all your all your actual training at home. So you can get almost everything done there except for the re- recoil control. So, so it, when, the gun's not actually live. When did you start
0: getting into... Um, wanting to train with the with like the stabbing knives and stuff what, what made you think that
3: was something i wanted to add well that's uh purposes? my my original academy that i train at it in new york is um you know and that's probably maybe i don't know seven years ago when i first started training there um which we trained everything so we trained jujitsu and muay thai which we train here mm-hmm. and we also train filipino martial arts which includes stakes blades a whole bunch of other things as well so
1: what was the lineage of your jkd gym
3: um, so we go back to uh, to Guru Dan. So Guru Dan, um, you guys oh, really? probably all heard of him, yeah. So Guru Dan and Santo, and then um, through him, uh, we were basically an affiliate of Wargers Way out of uh, Texas, North Texas. Okay. So Harley Elmore's there, and then uh, my instructor back up in New York is Gr- uh, Chuck and Kara, and then pretty much we're all we're all part of that lineage there. So it all it all goes back to Guru Dan. That's well, a, lot we'll of, a lot of lot of other a lot of other systems in there. A lot of. Um, oh, he looks you look know, so uncomfortable. Just relax, man. Guru Dan himself sit, sit, has. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I love a lot of martial arts instructors over his life, but
1: what was the curriculum like at that JKD gym? Like, was it like what was the sort of like foundation of it?
3: So we ran pretty much um, two days a week was mixed. Uh, two mixed da- meaning like MMA, basically. Uh, well, I'll tell you in a second. So two days a week was mixed. Two days a week was jujitsu, and then on Saturday you had one mixed and one jujitsu class. So what we were doing most recently. Uh, before I headed out, was um, quarter, quarterly systems. So, for example, you do Filipino martial arts for three months, let's say. Okay. Then we might switch over to JKD for three months. And then we might actually switch and over to And when you say
1: C-Lot JKD, you mean philosophically
3: or like we, we probably original JKD? We probably went more a little more over to original JKD. Yeah. Okay, so like with the sort of like Wing Chun base? Maybe not the Wing Chun base, um, but probably more of the... Uh, Left lead hand, left lead foot, trap you mean, trapping. You mean, you mean strong lead? Tri- yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, right, lead,
1: right. Yeah, so so, so you would um so that's interesting because like philosophically, um, because I do I do follow traditional martial arts I, right? Like, and there are two SB, SBG, right? Yeah, SBG baby. There everyone two knows, man. Everybody knows. I know, yeah. Well, I see, I, your, I oh, see yeah. your posts. I read them. Oh yeah, um, which I you know what. I'm calling you out right now, Matt Thornton. I'll get you on here, bud. I'm going to get you on here. So philosophically, how would you feel um, the difference between SBG or, excuse me, JKD as a philosophy versus JKD as a practice? What are your thoughts on that?
3: Um, Yeah, no, I mean, in terms of the philosophy, you know, accepting what works for you and, and kind of focusing on that. Um, maybe kind of learning, but realizing that might not be the best thing for you and kind of skipping over that's something you're stronger at. yet. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the main philosophies there, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's two different things there. There's the actual art we're training as well as philosophies too. So, okay. So I mean, as the art you're training, do you feel in your, you said you've been training for seven years now? Um, probably about, probably roughly about seven. So, I mean, again, as I'm, as I'm here in Florida now, I'm not linked up with my New York crew. So now I, I'll pretty much, you know, you guys see whenever I'm heading to Texas, I'm pretty much training, linking up with the crew there. Okay. Are you? Okay. So, yeah. And
1: that's, and that's very purely JKD or is that also
3: like no? That, that'd be Filipino martial arts, JKD, uh, C-Lot and Muay Thai. Okay. So would
1: so, you say, go ahead. Uh,
0: just two questions. So one. When you grapple here, uh, do you grapple with the mindset of, hey, I might also have access to weapons when I'm grappling? Like, do you grapple from, like, a combat scenario or you L- grapple little, in kind of a sport A little jiu-jitsu? here and there.
3: Yeah, a little here and there. I mean, especially, you know. Once we get to the higher levels, like like purple on purple, it's it's just it's so much harder. You got to go jujitsu on jujitsu, but sometimes with the white belt or the blue belts, it'll be like, all right, let me let me let me frame them here. Let me see what I could do here. Could I get to my belt? You know, things like that. So okay, and I got to
1: get to my belt. That's interesting. Yeah, because I mean, is that from a tactical standpoint? I I don't know because I mean, I just keep in my pockets. Is that a is that a
3: an access point? It's yeah, it'd be safer to keep stuff on your belt. Yeah, really. I okay. mean, so if you have something Thank in your you, pockets. So let's say a blade. So you pull a blade out of your pocket. It's not going to be a fixed blade, probably. It's probably going to be a flipper. flipper okay. Right? So you have to pull it out, you know, flip it. Now you're going to have to use it. So that's three steps, basically, three steps, instead yeah. of one. So whereas, you know, with the blade, you get we get one master grip on your blade. Okay. And now you're good. Okay. So so it's just, yeah, it's it definitely safer on You don't have to flash that your body. Shit. Like, goddamn, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, am I going
1: to have to get my fist pack out? Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. So there you go. And
0: then the, the second question is what. What were, what motivated you to get into all this yeah, in the first place, a like, very you know, seven or eight years ago?
3: Yeah, no, I mean, that's our, that's our original curriculum out there. So when I was, when I was originally looking, I wanted something that was, you know, like usable, real world. And, um, that this is, what this is you, probably, yeah, like you it had, had that you been, that been into martial arts or like, like what made you, you, you seek that first place? Before you got into JKD? No, I really hadn't. No. Um, I mean, you know, over the years we just, you know, different places I worked, I worked in some of the rougher oh, areas. Can you and give me a quick thing? was
1: that? How do you pronounce your last
3: name? Paniagua. Paniagua. Yeah. Okay. There you go. All right. Um, yeah. So just, you know, different different jobs I've had over the years. Like we were all, you know, me and my, my teams were sometimes working in rougher retail areas. So is that, like that. So that... That was one of the things where I was, like, I was like, man, we got some got some crazy shoplifters here. One of these days, something's going to go wrong and we're going to have to, you know, like so were hit you, somebody in the head with something. So you sought out, like, I mean, I assume because
1: you and I are probably similar in age. Uh, we are similar in age, right? Like was... You grew up on like a diet of like fucking American Ninja hmm. and like Bloodsport oh, all that shit, right? Right, like, blood sport, all And that then shit. like we all discover Bruce Lee, right? Like yep. because we're like, yeah, Dragon Bruce Lee story. That's fucking awesome. And it, was that your like you knew ahead of time like you wanted to do something a little bit more progressive or like versus something a little bit more traditional like that most of us get in the trap of of like our parents are sticking us in the fucking Taekwondo or something. Yeah, no.
3: So when I looked around, I kind of looked at what was more you know usable real world and okay. it, as i kind of did my research and i kind of you know scouted you, out so you scouted saw, it out it a couple gyms. Yeah, saw it as okay. an adult yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah that's a big difference exactly and how, how just out of curiosity how big was your academy there um not too big i mean we were, we we're a smaller spot um i mean we're probably from from here to the uh to the front of the desk maybe oh wow yeah yeah okay small smaller place smaller mat i mean they did an expansion after i headed out um, down here, have, you know, with, with COVID, there's, there's not many visits to New York right, lately, right. so I haven't been up there in a bit. But, um, you yeah, know, smaller smaller academy. Um, Definitely, I mean, our, our, our training crew is probably maybe 20 people at the most. Okay. So rotating in, you might have a class of 10, um, whereas we're probably a class of 30 some days now here. Right. But, um, you know, my, my instructors ran two, two academies out of there, so they ran an I Love Kickboxing program, oh, which, really? was, which was 90% women, you which know? I think just made it here to Orlando. Uh, yep, there's one down by Winter Park. Yeah, yeah like I, it's that's an interesting uh, franchise. So yeah, so they ran that mainly, and that had the majority of the customer base. So that, like pays the bills. Yep, basically. exactly. Yeah. And then that, that the martial arts program on. was what you know was what they had been doing their whole life. Okay. And um, you know since they were probably like 18, 19 years old. And that, oh really? Yeah. Ex- oh no, no. Oh yeah. My, my instructor's have been doing this. J- okay. Just like Coach Paul. You yeah, know, yeah, since, yeah. Since they were like 19 years old, doing this their whole life. Um, so you know that was what they kind of really you know they really loved, and we were kind of the night guys. So you know okay. the ladies would come in, they would do kickboxing from like typical training for four you, o'clock then. till eight o'clock, and then we'd come in at like eight thirty or something, and we'd have our class later at night. Um, they ran a kids program too, so they had a kids program during the day. Yeah, you things keep like the that. on man. Yeah, like that's um, shout out. They they actually just rebranded. Um, they're they're focusing more on martial arts, fitness, kettlebells, things like that. So nice. in- integrated martial arts and um, oh no no integrated martial I'll pull it up. Integrated Marshall, something athletics. else? Athletics? 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 Okay. In- integrated Marshall Athletics out of, out of Eastchester, New York. So, yeah so so when you say you were
0: you were doing um, work in kind of the rougher neighborhoods and stuff did you actually witness violence or w- were like a, uh, we just like involved we just had in it shoplifters all the time okay so that was just sort of like hey man i need to i need to do something to take care of myself and make yeah. sure i can handle myself so
3: you know we we um, the the latest job i had at that point was um, i was working for cvs pharmacy and um, i was a retail manager there and um I had gone I had gone kind of around, I'd moved upstate a bit, I had worked probably the Yonkers area a bit and I actually kinda came back to my hometown area. And, um, so I, I, was actually able to recruit a bunch of people that I used to work with at other places to work, work in my store. Oh, nice. So, yeah, so I had, you know, we had a good crew over there, had a bunch of people I used to work with in the past and yeah, I mean, we were just, we were on the border of the rougher side of town and then the nicer side of town was on the other side. So we just, we always get some shoplifters there trying to steal stuff, whether they were trying to steal the razor packs that cost like 40 bucks oh, each yeah. or all the expensive cosmetics and things. And then, um, we always used to joke around too, cause there was a whole bunch of cheap motels down the road. So we used to joke around that, yeah, there's a whole bunch of hookers around there and <laughs> The pimps going around there and stuff like that, and the police would come in there sometimes, and those guys were pretty funny. Was like,
0: this CVS twenty four hours? No, no no, okay. no, no. We were like, that would have been interesting. no, we were like
3: eight a.m. Oh, no, no, that would have been even more interesting. Yeah, no, you, yeah. At that point, yeah. you just got to pack all the time. The right? twenty, no, twenty four hours. Well, that's New York, so New York doesn't have same laws as here. So, um, but yeah, no, it was just yeah, twenty four hour stores get even worse. So, what are
0: now you've been training here and you know, you've been a pro belt for a little bit. What, yeah, man. You're you're, you're part on of the family. You're on you're, you're on the well. you're on the cusp too. You got the four stripes on the belt. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. You're on the let's, cusp.
0: Yeah, let's he's let's, like, give, let's the give, give him let's give a little time here. Let's, let's give, him give a little time, time here. Yeah. Little
3: time. I'm happy with a stripe a year. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> what uh, Take, takes another year and you're, to I mean, move you're up or super
1: consistent. I mean you're more consistent than I am at this point. Well, maybe not lately, but the um do you okay, so quick question just to sorry to cut off Noah. I mean, like, training schedule-wise, now versus then. Pre-COVID, post-COVID? Oh, no, no, no. Or what are we talking? Like, how many... I mean, you're you're always good for, like, two classes, right? Like, you come in and you knock out both. Yeah,
3: so whenever I come in, I try to knock out Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu whenever I can. Right. If there's something where, like, I'm quite late at work, but then I finally get done, and I'm like, I can just make one, I'll make one. But most of the time, I'm trying to Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu, and maybe if... It's a really rough day at work. I'm like, alright, let me just wrap up whatever I got here, get some extra work done, and tomorrow I'll just, you know, knock both out. When
1: are you when are you able to get in your like FMA stuff? It's that's the tricky part, yeah. Right? Because I, I like, really want to yeah. own your skills here, right? Yeah. Like I mean I mean you're you're probably guilty of the same thing that I am as like being like a serial hobbyist, right? Like you're just into a lot of things. Yeah. How do you just motivation-wise, stay motivated for all of it? How do you Really set your goals for the, maybe the year maybe the six months of like what I really want to focus on and hone in and like develop my skills in like how do you decide
3: on that yeah so um yeah that that's that's probably the trickiest part I've got down here um I really don't get as many many reps on that as I like okay um what you mean, you meaning fMA yeah meaning okay. FMA yeah so um you know I mean there's a couple oh, for, uh, there's a couple uh, FMA of It's e- Filipino martial arts just, just yep. so everyone knows so, um, yeah, there's a couple of drills you can do on your own. There's a couple of things you can do on the heavy bag and things like that and I'll I'll do those every now and then. But um, You have a
1: heavy bag at home? Uh, no, I don't no. So. Okay. You, you set up like a you you attach a tire to like a tree or some shit? That's another thing you can do there actually we go. too. Right. I thought you I, I thought you
0: acquired up. a fair amount of fitness equipment over the I, pandemic. I
3: do, oh I do, I definitely do, yeah. Rogue yeah. equipment, yeah. Supporting America oh, yeah. baby. Supporting American made, yeah. So I got some nice rogue kettlebells. I got a nice rogue jump box. How long did it take you to acquire that? Because that was hard. That he, he got it early. So here, here's the thing. When things first hit, I, I was very, very fortunate. So when things first hit, I was like, you know, let me go get some groceries or whatever. So I did that. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I should go get some extra ammo or something like that. And as you know, with, right now with the ammo crisis, that was a good move. So I went. Are you to, making your own? Um, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not um, making my own. I could probably business. learn, you but that's probably, that's probably something I should learn is how yeah, to reload. Yeah, man. You can't really make your own. What you're basically doing is you're taking the spent casings and you're reloading them. So, okay. so yeah. But, but yeah, that, that is a skill I should probably learn. But, um, no, I kind of went to the store and I was kind of like, oh, you know, maybe I should just pick up like an extra thousand rounds of pistol. And thousand rounds? A thousand rounds is nothing. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, a thousand rounds is like nothing. A thousand rounds. A thousand rounds. Yeah, that's so nothing. That's really not much. Yeah. Jesus Christ! i, mean, I, I probably, I'd probably I'd probably you.
1: F- I have a BB gun, and that's about yeah. as. And I have like. You got the one, red rocket two. from uh, the Christmas story, or what was uh, it? it's it's actually a um, it's Red Rider, right? Oh, Red Rider, my yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah Wait, yeah. Red Rocket, something else. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Hello. My goodness. Um, so you, see so you 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 load it up.
3: Um, yeah, so I was able to find. I, th- I think I found about uh, about a thousand rounds of about pistol. About a thousand. About a thousand a pistol there. Did you pay out? They asked for it, or it's, no? The prices were the same then. Okay. This was like March. Okay. So I was kind of like, you know, I got groceries. I like, and I, and again, I'm I'm glad I did it because I was like, you know, let me just go pick up a little bit of extra pistol ammo just in case. So can I you went flip there. Was that? You should flip it. No, no, you don't know. You never do that. You
1: never Why? Do that. No, it's ammo. You can make so much bank. dude. What if,
3: but what if? How much is your life worth? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what yeah. happens if, so next week Noah goes and Noah gets a pistol and he goes, you know what? I'm, I'm doing this whole dry fire at home thing. I'm learning how to hold the pistol properly and all that. But you know, somebody walks in my door, I don't have any ammo. So now I got to give Noah a little bit of ammo so that he, he doesn't uh, die. Oh my uh, man. You have to, to, to look out for things. the tribe. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So all right. you have to think of these so things. So you flip so it to Noah instead then. Yeah. Well, no, you don't even flip it. I just Noah here's a present. Right. You know, the, the here's, you altruistic know. Here, here, ammo load, hoarder. Load up all your load up all your mags. You're you a friend of the family here. There so okay. All um, right. All right. But, yeah, so um, I, just the I picked up about 1,000 rounds of uh, pistol, and, but they didn't really have enough rifles. So I was like, oh, man. So I went, I went on my phone, and I'm playing around. I'm like, all right, so let me go to the, the ammo website I normally use. And I was like, oh, they still have rifle ammo. So I was like, all right, let me just buy a case of 1,000. So I got 1,000 of that, too. Jesus and um, it was one of, like, the last 20 cases. So you have 2,000 rounds at this point. Yeah, at that point, yeah. I got about two thousand plus man. whatever he added. Plus yeah, like yeah, your but original sack. How did you what about the rogue
0: equipment? Like how the fuck did you get that All stuff?
3: All right, then? so well that stuff was like hard. You had an in, didn't you? So no, I actually didn't. So basically what happened was um I got the got the ammo, I got the rifle ammo. And luckily ran. that came Jesus in. Christ. So um and I checked like a day later on the rifle ammo and it was sold out. And and after that things just got worse. Um even after and that was during before covid like that wasn't even before uh you know like civil unrest and riots and fires and and all that kind of stuff so that that was even before all that but had that there and then um yeah with the road equipment i just got lucky like when that happened i kind of went home and i was like you know the gyms are probably going to be closed i should probably order a kettlebell so i ordered a kettlebell online right there what did you get I got like a little I think it was like a 20 pounder and I got a 100 pounder. <laughs> you had a fucking 100 pound kettlebell? Well, I was like hell am I going to do that? Then. Well, I was like I'm not able to deadlift, wow. so I'm like let me just do one okay, right. one-handed deadlifts. One-handed awesome. deadlifts right, with a 100 enough. pound kettlebell because I was expecting the gyms to be closed for like 3 weeks and um <laughs> <laughs> you you fucked up. Yeah, yeah, I fucked up. So um, I thought it was gonna be closed about three weeks, and I already had like a like a th- I got like a thirty five pounder at home I've had forever. Okay, for yeah. Years, I so mean, it's yeah. a good working weight. So, so I was just time. like, let me get something little for like you know like things that I don't know how to do, so I don't pull nothing, and let me get a big one to to kind of like deadlift or squat with. So I did that, and um, you know, the the little one came in in about a week. the The hundred pound one took about another week after that. But at that point, we knew that things were closed down for like, I don't know, whatever things three yeah, months maybe.
0: Now you you placed those orders. I mean, ahead yeah, of the, your timing was yeah. excellent, right? So
3: I placed those orders, yeah, on time. And then the other thing I did was after that, I kind of went on their website and kind of subscribed on the "Let me know when this is in stock." And I think I got like a, I think I got like another thirty-five pounder or something at that point, so I could double rack and do squats or something. So, who are you following on kettlebells? Uh, no one really. Actually, I follow really? the Rogue, and that's that's really about it. I mean, I only I did might for have some a little stuff bit. For you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, the gyms are back open now, so now I'm, I can actually go do Fuck barbell the gyms. work. We're at home, man. Come on. Yeah, but barbells just—I like barbells better than kettlebells. It seems. Do you? Yeah, I mean they were fine for those two months, but but now now that the actual gyms are open, do we have a tree
1: growing out of the mat there?
3: No, it's a grape thing. <laughs> oh, okay, <I laughs> that would be that pretty
2: funny. Like, yeah, that would be funny. Come
1: so, on. like, just out of curiosity, so you, so obviously your, your original motivation
3: is self preservation. Yeah, I mean it was self preservation It was something to you know, get more active, stay in shape, things like that, and not be bored. Not be bored at the gym. Did too. you play any sort of sports growing up? not really okay. no I mean I play you know a little bit of neighborhood basketball and stuff like that but nothing crazy and do you have any hobbies growing up not too much got comic books comic books there we go yeah, yep. Yep. yeah. comic books you used to always read those you yep. okay I just got Marvel all that yeah Marvel X-Men stuff like that you yep. what did you just say I, I don't know did you just say I just got a boner <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm done well man. at
0: least he doesn't have whiskey dick if he just got a boner. I <laughs> mean he didn't drink too much but the so, um so now in, for you then, Carl. What
3: um, yeah. do you have any goals when it comes to your jujitsu? Like, um, yeah, no. I mean, obviously, I think my main goal is just to keep on training. I mean, okay. I think, I think that's you know when you when you look at everything. I mean, it's better for me to just be training consistently than to say, oh, "Hey, look, I took two months off, and now I'm going to come back, and now I'm going to train six days a week." It's just just stay consistent. I mean that's cool man Stay so you have in a real
0: lifestyle with it it's like this is yeah. my lifestyle yeah, exactly. and this is what I'm gonna do
3: yeah if it's a rough week maybe I'm only here twice a week if it's a better week maybe I'm here three or four but just just keep on training really okay yep dude that I think that's fucking awesome
1: that, that's so cool do I, you have the do you I mean have you I th- I I gathered that your philosophy of martial arts is very much similar to mine where we're sort of
3: more it's like you said it's a lifestyle right like mm-hmm. do you have any plans to compete or anything not really. Um, I mean, I did way back, but it was more of like one of my buddies was going. I'm like, all right, I'll go around along for the ride and I'll compete too. But yeah, nothing. Not really. I mean, when you know, when we when we're in Texas, we do. I mean, I don't want to call it competition, but we'll we'll do a little more work there. So I mean, we'll do we'll run like carjacking scenarios. We'll run like I'm in Seven Eleven and I got to fight two guys or something. So like we'll we'll run our own little. It's not a competition, but it's already it, that's already enough extra work to do. So. Um, it's better for me to just kind of train and, and get ready for that kind of stuff than to actually be like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, work on my guillotine or whatever. I think that's that, that's gonna kind of help me out a little more. In the so, long what rules right are you using when you're sparring over there? Where uh, you're normally gonna have like a like a moderator, so um, okay. or, one of our head inst- one of our head instructors or one of our one of our full instructors will be watching, and then you know, you're basically setting things up like what's going on here. You know, am I, am I in the car and then two guys are gonna attack me, or am I, you know, am I, am I doing muay thai here and I've got to kind of you stay out of the middle. So, for example, two attackers. You know, you want to stay out of the middle.
1: Yeah. But so, yeah. what strike are your strike? Somebody what get
3: get out. Skill
1: sets have you found to be the most useful in pure tactical self preservation?
2: Mm.
3: I mean, that's probably a little bit of a tough question, but I would say. Um, some of the wall drills Coach Paul does with us Really? Uh, yeah, actually really Come in handy with that I mean, there, there's There's a whole bunch of stuff That we train, you know Out out there in Texas And, you know Wherever right, I, wherever I link up With secrets, everybody right? Was that? That's trade yeah, secrets, Yeah, I mean right? there's, there's a couple There's probably a couple Trade secrets there That I want to go to into, But, um Yeah, but I would say in, in terms of over here Like what we're doing every day I'd say, um Some of those wall drills Coach Paul w- does with us Where, you know You're in, you hit your punches You get back out Out of the way um, Work out great Because think about it You're fighting two guys Like um. You know, get in there, hit them, get out, circle around them. You know, staying in the middle, you're just going to get killed. I mean, when we run these drills, normally anybody who stays in the middle is just... At some point, you're just going hit, to get hit by both guys, by one guy on the side, the other guy's going to hit you, and you're just you're kind of done at that point, so... Are you, when you guys are running these scenarios, are you strapped? Like you got everything on you that you would normally walk with? It really depends on the situation. So some of them you're really just looking to, you really got your uh, your boxing gloves on, your Muay Thai gloves. Oh, okay. And, and you're really just, you know, you're really just looking to see what you do empty-handed. And then, yeah, there's other ones where you'll actually have um, blue guns, they call them. So I don't know if you ever seen them, but the plastic blue guns were yeah, yeah, yeah. not a real gun. Uh, same thing with blades. You could use a blue knife. There's also... Um, some much safer things to work with I think it's called uh, knock makes them I think knock trainers but it's basically it's it's a fake blade but it's just really soft it's it's, it's yeah, got yeah, some yeah. some give to it but it's it's actually like you're not gonna hurt each other with that so you use a lot of things like that so
1: have you found like now that you're a purple button jiu-jitsu I don't know anything about your gym at home um, or not home but like you're you're yeah, right? Yep. but like now that you're purple, button, you've got your skill set is obviously a lot better have you found that you've been able to lend that? Like, I don't know what the skill level is of grappling, of pure grappling at mm-hmm. your home gyms, right? What do you? Has that given you a little bit of an advantage when it comes to things like wrist control,
3: body control? Yeah. So I mean, there's um, when, you, <laughs> when you do a lot of this work, there's a lot of um, a lot of wrist control. Arm drags are big. Okay. Kind of control in the back, but I mean, everything's a little different. So I mean, like, let's say you know, let's say I, I do an arm drag, I spin to the back. Um, I'm not, might not just be going right for the choke. I actually got to make sure I control the hands while I'm doing the choke okay. because what's in their hands. So, mm. but yeah, there's a lot of jujitsu things that kind of transform, and just just general, um, your general balance, your general um, flexibility, things like that. I mean, there's there's just a lot of things that kind of play. Have play you in found
1: there. that? So, like, what sort of common denominators do you see across all the different? Because I mean, like, I've I've done, I can. Say I've done three martial arts, right? Mm-hmm. Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, and, and kickboxing. Or wait, and Taekwondo, excuse me. What, across all the the multitude that you've done, what are the common denominators that you see? Like, are, are, the, are the, a lot of the, the principles that you use in one, do they carry over to the other? Do you give, do you get yeah. a little bit of advantage because you recognize that now, but maybe they don't practice that in the others? So,
3: um, yeah, I mean, again, if you're looking at your grappling, um, your arm drags are big. Um, two on one arm control are big too. So let's say if I got if I got no over here, I might have one arm under here. I might have one arm control of his wrist. Yeah. But I got to stay here because if I'm on that side, he can punch me. Right. So I got to kind of stay on this side tucked. But I might have his arm control okay. here. His wrist control here, so he can't hurt me. But um, yeah, no, there's a lot of lot of grappling things translate into there, and then and then Muay Thai. There's a lot. Um, when you go to Filipino martial arts, um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how, how much you've looked into it before, but you have um yeah which is basically like their, their boxing structure there, okay. and um, that pretty much revolves around just about everything in Muay Thai. Uh, they don't don't really do kicks in that, but I mean your your elbows, your strikes. There's a lot of um, a lot of bicep destructions in there. You know, like actually hitting the hands and hitting the arms and things like Defanging that. Defanging the snake. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, some of that. Yep, and then I just um, made that up. No, I actually like, don't know much about that's it. That's part. Of, yep, that's in there, and then um, you know, your knees, elbows, things sure. like that. So
0: all right, so so Carl. Last important question here,
1: John Wick 1, 2, th- and 3, <laughs> how realistic okay. were each of those movies? Actually, not even that. Let's take that one step further. John Wick, Where my Jason Bourne, Where
0: my
1: Rambo, and let's throw in Daniel Craig James Bond. And James Whoa, Bond. Whoa,
0: James Bond! What? That's a
3: Daniel
1: wave. Craig James Bond, Aww, dude. dude. Oh, Daniel Craig James which Bond, which is so Jason Bourne ripping off. All right. right. So, what what do we got here? Rating.
3: What's the question? Who are we picking? So, okay, let's rate on them. a realism. On a like, realism. Let's in rate your them opinion, first.
1: Realism. One to
0: ten. Ten being most realistic. One being absolutely not realistic.
1: Rate them first, and then we'll rate. Then then we'll go one ten realistic. So I mean, the Bourne series.
3: I, each movie's—I'm sure there's going to be some variations in each movie there, but I would say, um, I would say the Born series probably did things better. I mean, again, there's, there's one always one there's always going to be oh one to t- yeah, I can't, do I number, can't even buddy. do uh, one to ten, ten being right, very so
0: realistic, one being absolutely out of, ludicrously unrealistic.
3: We're just talking the martial arts or are we talking the...
0: Well, if I'm a tactical, like what, what, what you see in terms of their combat and...
3: Well, all right. So we're, we're just going to go off the, the, the martial arts. Here. Yeah. Just it's, really martial arts. Yeah. Because if we go into the other stuff, I, that, some of that, like I said, would be above my pay grade here. But um but yeah, here's another shout out. So if you go on um, SOB Tactical on Facebook or Instagram um my shooting coach actually does movie breakdown oh nice okay. so if you go on that like he just broke down a movie a he few weeks ago dollars. yeah about we'll every two weeks on. he'll actually break down some stuff and he'll say like oh look here look here this guy's not aiming at anything yeah he's aiming at anything so hmm. so that's one thing but um i would say um some of the james bonds had some nice i mean james bond uh, jason Bourne's had some nice stuff in them from from what i could see there okay. was a lot of filipino martial arts in that yes um after that, the John Wick stuff had some nice stuff in it too. I mean, yeah, I, don't so, if, so I don't know. I don't know if John
0: Wick one, two, and three were they all equally realistic, uh, well, or did part they three was horrible. Okay, So yeah. was it really? I haven't
3: seen yeah. it, so
1: no spoilers.
0: But
3: yeah, part oh. part three, I thought was horrible. Um, Why would it be horrible as compared to one and two? It looked nice. Like I mean, they you know, like I'm originally from New York, so it looked it looked like he was hanging out in New York and and you know, going to his little like you know. Uh, Criminal network and all, and the, and the safe houses, and they—they they were doing the sambo in one of them. Yeah, and yeah. They had a bunch that was, of, I thought, the cool yeah, part. That a bunch of nice Russian girls, like, over there too. But, but, um, but that was nice. But just the movie itself just that, seemed horrible.
0: And the combat was not as realistic as the first
1: two movies. I,
3: I think I saw one good move. I mean, in the whole thing, really. Um,
1: i, I haven't seen it, so I mean, like, yeah. But I, I mean, I, can say I the jujitsu and stuff in one and two is pretty good. Yeah, uh,
3: it's always beautiful to watch. But I—I I don't know if there's anything there that you'd really want to do. But um, John Wick one, one and two were great. I mean, there's a lot of nice stuff in there. Like you see, like he, I mean, he'll, he'll pull a triangle and go to stab somebody or shoot somebody. There's a lot of cool stuff in there. I mean,
1: he does some pretty good gun jitsu. Yeah, one and two, I would say.
3: I don't know if you'd really want to do that in real life, but okay. But, but fair it's, enough, it's nice. Enough. It's nice to it's nice to watch. All right, so they're, again, they're, like I said, whether whether that that'll work or not is is a little above my pay grade. But
1: so good FMA in Jason Bourne.
3: Yeah, no, there was definitely some good FMA in Jason Bourne, and um, and again, going back to. You know some of the people that are that, that we're affiliated with. Um, I mean, like, there's probably so some people that did, did some of that training of like, too.
1: I, I was super impressed, see you, Victor. Um, so from the standpoint of gun handling, I, mind you, this is I'm below a white belt in gun handling. It I feel as though he's very precise. I felt as though watching him handle a gun in John Wick one and two was very similar to watching Orlando Bloom handle a bow in. <laughs> Uh, uh, the two towers, where it just seemed like precise and clean, and like he had repped it like a thousand times, right? So I felt as though like it looked good. Was it actually good,
3: or did it just look good? I'm not too sure. I would really have to. Is it above and your pay grade? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, I'd, I'd probably know. say it's a little above my pay. I've you seen him. I've I seen get, him I do some really weird for stuff saying that because yeah. a lot of people would be like, yeah, hey, like, exactly. yeah, yeah, no, the, the one thing I'll say is there was some weird stuff he's done in there, because we've talked about because, you know, like, well, just kind of like we hang out here, like, we'll hang we'll hang out, we'll talk after classes in the other groups, too, and um, we, we talked about John Wick a little bit, there's there's this weird thing he does with some kind of, a, I think they call it, like, a center access lock or something, and and somebody told us, like, like who knows, obviously... Is that like the Baron Bolo of a gun it, it's handling? It's like the Baron Bolo, yeah, it probably is, it's oh, probably okay, the Baron Bolo, yeah, because I was told by, obviously, uh, you know, one of... One of one of our coaches that don't do have that. Have you ever
1: thought about doing like the tactical competitions where it's like moving targets and this and that? Like I know a guy who's like, I guess is a sponsored athlete.
3: In yeah, that. I've like, I've thought of doing them at one point. Um, what what we've kind of been told in our little groups is um that might be something good to do, but if you're looking too much at the time and things like that, maybe you're just doing it wrong. It, it has to be done right. So, some guy lines up ten targets for me. That's great. I don't have to go line up those dude, ten targets. I can go through I've and seen shoot are them.
1: Like. You go through a thing and it's got moving targets, and like it, they're fucking crazy. I'll have to show hmm. you, I, and you tell me your opinion about it. But like, from what I've seen, they're like, oh my like, god, damn, like this guy is Call of Dutying live, <laughs> right? Like, this is yeah, amazing. I mean, like, this guy looks like a black belt in like tactical shooting. I mean, is there anything that's not tactical? I guess shooting, shooting, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, that might be good, but then again, I mean, that that, that might not necessarily be the best thing to do. I mean, um, really? it might just be, it might just be a nice way to go and, and have fun and target shoot. I don't, I don't know if that's really realistic though. The nicest thing that we do normally is, um, we get to do the shoot house. So when we go to, uh, North Carolina in November, we usually, we usually get to train in the shoot house, which is nice. So okay. you basically have just a, a big cement building, um, Probably about four or five rooms, and then you just get the simunitions. munitions. So, yeah. um, yeah. Noah, goes, that, that,
2: in Noah, go, Noah goes
3: in there, Noah pretends that this is Noah's house, and I pretend I'm a robber and I'm coming in trying to get Noah. And then, um, you know, we're both using simunitions munitions on each other, <gasps> and see who gets each other first. That sounds super fun. Sounds like
0: I'm gonna get yeah. fight or flight, like I gotta resist the temptation. Yeah, what do you so do?
1: You, do you like zen yourself?
0: what i'm saying is like you know you, if you enter fight or flight now suddenly adrenaline's pumping and yeah, you know you don't think straight so you know so much so
1: that's wild man that's even, that's not, we should do, that sounds like a good outing for the gym
0: well um eric brought a, a play knife and just was forcing people to grapple with the knife and he's like, oh look, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you know. <laughs> Which is interesting because it made you realize, like, I can't even just play normal guard. I need How important to, like, isolate the arm. How hands and shit is. Yeah. So, like... Whoa, Brian McKenzie is limping. Oh boy. Oh, okay. Okay, I was like, did someone get heel hooked pretty hard or something? I
2: think heel that round, but never like sweet shorts, man. <laughs> <laughs> these are 93 brand. They are they really? Yeah.
1: How did I miss these? Don't play. shout them out, dude. No. Jesus Christ! It's they haven't sponsored
0: us yet. Oh, okay. And and Chris would lose his mind if we got sponsored by ninety three brand because he, oh he loves. Oh my God! I love ninety three brand. I, Everyone else is going for origin. I love stuff made in and Pakistan. And he's like, no, no, I want, want ninety three
1: brand. They're out of New York, first off. I
0: think that's <laughs>
2: American owned,
1: American. Perhaps Middle Eastern produced. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> But exactly. Probably ninety percent of my stuff is nine. Maybe, perhaps ninety-three percent of mine Ooh, gear oh is ninety-three percent Ooh, you like
2: that? They have really good sales. They have. Phenomenal they do. Nominal sales. Get a key for sixty bucks. And a key lasts you like four years. <laughs> All nice. right. Was that a thirty-minute Sorry, I mean. No, Jeez, no, you're man. fine, man. And what, how long was I gone? I think
0: we I think 215. I would say. Hey, I would say it was pretty. Two fifteen. Then you went forty-five minutes. That's
1: ridiculous. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, just to okay, clarify, as a, as a fact, that was like an did iron they mop. Because I don't really fucking feel nah, like mopping we're right now. Now we're
0: no, good. good. We're oh,
1: good. Oh, after? Yeah, right. yeah they, they mopped. They mopped wink, wink. We we're mopped okay. before. I don't know if yeah. we mopped after. Good. After their round, you're good.
0: They they were wearing dry clothes. Yeah,
1: you yeah. Know. <laughs> they were wearing. Yeah, um, so Carl, you you do a lot of grappling, a lot of muay thai. What are, your, what are your what are your goals in training? Is just to maintain shape at this point?
3: Um, like, yeah, j- really just because ma- like your
1: your job at this point isn't super dangerous.
3: Yeah, no, not not super dangerous. Yeah, so um, yeah, no, really just maintain shape, um, maintain skill sets and things like that, and okay. just keep on training. Um, like like we were talking about before, like I don't really i don't train as much of the fma stuff that i as i'd like to but i mean that that's why that's why i'm always out of town whenever i can get out of town like i mean i'll hit um Dan does a seminar with us in texas every february so i hit that um one of our affiliates in um in tulsa oklahoma does a training session every june around so I jumped onto that the last two years which nice. has been great. Yeah. So is that um, like
1: a seminar basically? Or yeah, like a, So like a um
3: yeah, Guru Brandon over there. Um, he'll basically just he'll pick a topic and he'll basically set up a whole curriculum for us for three days. Oh, nice. So last year we actually did uh Southeast Asian kickboxing, so I really got to go up there for just three days of that. So you've got your Muay Thai, but then you've also got like your Cambodian kickboxing the fucking, Burmese the fucking, uh,
1: and fucking uh,
3: Yeah and Lethway, yep, exactly. Yeah, so headbutting each you've other. You've got it? a little more of how are you training the headbutts, what's the proper way to headbutt and nice. you know, what are the differences between between the two the three i should say sure. and um yeah no that was a great seminar and this this year we did personal protection and um again you know great great three four days of training out there with those guys and then um yeah every september we've pretty much got a you know we've got a seminar and then about every may or june we've got a seminar too so i'm, I'm pretty much on the road with those guys about four times a year so
1: are you are you training when you travel or do you travel to train
3: we pretty much yeah pretty much travel to train yeah. okay so cool travel to train about. link up with everybody um i mean you know we're all you know great people there so i get to hang out with some of those guys and
0: do you have any other skills that you're interested in developing or thinking about developing
3: in terms of uh well, in,
0: in terms of this realm of like self-defense um combat sports tactical that sort of thing Um, Not like oh, I'm interested in learning cryptocurrency trading. I'm 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 talking like (laughs) like survivalism. Yeah, like oh, I wanna I wanna get good at nunchucks or I wanna oh like well yeah
3: like all those kind of things. I mean, there's some.
1: I mean, I'm asking him.
3: I mean, there's a couple of like. Off-topic skills we have there that I haven't dived into, like uh, lock Jeez. picking, is one of them. Lock Ooh. picking, is something I want to actually get into. A lot of a lot of our guys really know how to do lock picking very well, that's and they training awesome. at that. So that's probably one of those things that I haven't jumped into that uh, that has been on my list to actually jump in on. So,
2: quick question: Are you familiar with the brand uh, Southard or South Southford or something like that? I
3: again, this is one of those things that I, I want to jump into, haven't had the uh, time yet. I, I studied you, lockpicking you've, you've done a couple of years, like, yeah,
2: years ago. Okay, man. so what was so
0: what's it what's it like to to lock pick, mm. like?
3: Oh man. So are we are we just like hmm,
1: incriminating ourselves here?
3: No. no. What? what is it about? Oh, no,
1: there's, lock, lock there's tons of legal not illegal, reasons, so. You're picking
2: illegal yeah. you're picking locks that you own. That is the law. You get locked out of somewhere. That one up. Um man, it's the and I don't know how to say this cuz I don't know what this podcast is rated, but it's all Oh, it's
0: explicit. It's okay, you can it's let all the F5. Oh yeah, 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 we already It's there is stuff.
2: no right or wrong. Technically, there's only wrong if you don't get it right. But the close thing I could compare it to is just like, like that. I don't know if you get the motion. Uh,
0: well, he, he's he's. he's <laughs> but no, well, and, I, we haven't talked about that kind of stuff. But yeah, but he, no, he's, he's, using, he's using a come here gesture with his <laughs> finger. Let's, do, let's just. Let's, but let's, it's because
2: it is. All right. So essentially, what you're doing, uh, you you understand the the inside mechanism of what a lock actually is. Yeah. Uh, so there are pins and there's a tumbler. Correct. Um, what you're essentially trying to do is you're trying to put a light tension on the tumbler so that when you lift the pins up, they sit on the ledge.
0: And they don't come back down. Correct. So what is the? how does the key do that?
2: Well, what the key does is the key is the perfectly sized for all of the pins. So, so you
0: means- don't have to worry about the... Correct. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. I, I was wondering if there's another mechanism at play. When
2: you're attempting to pick a lock, it's there's two...
0: You have a um, non-ideal ledge for the pins. Correct. So you need to make sure the tumbler, it was a tumbler you said? Yes. It so has you, some tension on it so it doesn't so drop. Okay.
2: So you have two tools, generally speaking. You have a rake and a pick. Yeah. Um, your, your pick, uh, or wait, I think the back, not a rake and a pick. You have a tension wrench and then a rake or a pick. Your tension wrench is what puts light tension on the tumbler so it turns just a little bit so that when you lift the pins up, they sit above the actual tumbler so that when all generally speaking four to five pins are above it can open Mm -hmm. and then there are different variations of locks from like this uh wafer style which is like uh, a file cabinet or something like Mm -hmm. that to like deadbolt to um like the standard i don't know what they're called like the whatever you like lock up something with Mm -hmm. like for like houses and stuff like that so there's Different degrees of difficulty and stuff like that. I didn't want to go. What
0: about over. the keys that have like half circle, like half spheres carved into it? Oh, you mean like, like, like a the, key-
2: like for a toolbox?
0: Yeah, what, what are, are those even pickable? Because that looks like some you know, new age. Ad- something like this? No, no, no. I'm talking about. Let, let me grab a key. So it, it's actually a, a normal key, but instead of having teeth here, it has like bubble, like. Ooh, I've actually mm. not seen that. You haven't Remember, seen that. I, I've, I've seen this in years,
2: but I've
3: seen was... some of those. Those are probably those are probably harder, I would guess. Yeah, yeah.
2: But no, I, I tried to pick all these standard stuff. Uh, started with file cabinets and then working my way up. It's it's such a feeling of success.
0: So how long would it take to pick a an? I, I don't know. For or, I, I don't even know the degrees of difficulty. But for you, when you pick a lock, on average, how long does it take?
2: Uh, depends on the style of lock. The the wafer style, and I'm pretty sure they're still called that, which is what we're used in file cabinets, are by far the easiest. An <laughs> um, amateur, which, and which is what I consider myself to be then and now, will probably take anywhere from 45 seconds to about a minute and a half.
0: Okay, that's not that long.
2: Actually. No, that's not that long at all. Now, keep in mind, that is literally the bottom of the barrel. No, I understand, the I understand. I understand. <laughs> I understand. It only gets more difficult from there. Um, Reddit has a very good... Oh, here we go. (laughs) Oh, I was going to say, Reddit has a very good forum on it where there's a lot of actual technical discussion on the different styles of picking. That's all I can say. I haven't been on that subreddit in a long time.
0: Well, there you go, dude. Just get on Reddit, Carl. (laughs) You don't even need to take some formal class. (laughs) Just get on Reddit. Go on Reddit and and read all
3: the info. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, no, there's there's a ton of stuff these days you can learn on YouTube. I mean, there's there's infos all the way out there. So
0: anything besides lock picking, I think that's a cool one. I would, what about like hot wiring a car? Would you be interested in learning how to hot wire a car?
3: But that's that's interesting too. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I've always yeah. wondered
0: if it's as easy as they make in the movies, where they just reach under, they suddenly they find <laughs> wires, they magic wires, exactly right. they yep. yank them down, and then they get the two that magically just make a little spark and yeah b- b- <laughs> i
3: think back in the 80s it might have been like that but <laughs> but probably not probably not nowadays no, with all the all the cars know. we have
2: no it doesn't work like that
0: so you've been on the car reddit as well no. the uh, reddit. actually i work
2: on cars a lot um and the main reason that that doesn't work unlike the movies would have you believe is when you put your key in and you rotate it it goes into a position before you crank it called key on ignition on key on ignition on gives power to your uh, your ECU, which is your computer, mm-hmm. and your fuel pump. So when you just pull random wires and try to put them together, your fuel pump, nah, your fuel pump isn't primed, and your ECU doesn't have power. That's sort why of this stuff doesn't quite work like that. So you would have to actually pull the actual cylinder off of the, uh, the steering column and rotate it still to get to that position. That's, okay. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna get into it. It's well, a lot of it,
0: it, yeah, because I, I always the one, the one little factoid I learned. Um, and i think i might have even learned it listening to car talk when i was a kid is like when you turn a car on part of that process is it cuts power to everything except the starter because mm. its job is to start the motor like like you will lose like if your radio's on the radio will go off yeah. if your ac's on it'll go off while you're actually turning it and the ignition portion correct yeah. Once you if you're in the ignition on prime on see you all monday wait you're out of here chris <laughs> already
1: right. i got to go man dude you
0: you said you said you could leave I at you said four. 4 o'clock it's 3 man.
3: It's three.
0: Yeah, I was supposed to be home at three. Come on, man. Am I
1: reading my clock wrong? Yeah. McDonald,
3: <laughs> McDonald's can wait, man. Fucking military time.
0: God dang.
2: I, was, I literally came over here, drank a bunch, and
0: then rolled thirty minutes, and then came back. But we we will shut it down because we've had a good conversation. It, it's been a really long it's, time. It's been, yeah, it's been, a, it's, more than, it's been a couple hot minutes. Ooh. It's been a couple. Hot, hmm? But um, Brian, likes. thanks for joining us. Carl, thanks for joining us. Chris, thanks for not passing out. Yeah, I don't pass out on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, well, you get giggly and stuff. You, What's that? You get giggly. and do yeah. giggly. <laughs> so are we on for, I'll say it out loud. Are we Monday. on for Monday to report? Monday. Oh, man. Pre-class. We are back. We are back. All right. Well, listen. Um, the true BJJ and Brews. If you listen to us this far, you, you already know. Uh, on social media, it's BJJ and Brews. On Instagram, Facebook. And shoot us an email, BJJandBrews at gmail.com. If you want to sponsor us with beer, we're always <laughs> welcome to that. I
1: mean, I mean. Not just beer, like alcoholic beverages. Alcoholic beverages. We're, we're I not mean, honestly, picky. Honestly, if you got some sort of wonder tonic that's going to make me feel awesome after a fasted roll go. of jiu-jitsu. Beer, on. energy drink. Yeah. If, yeah, yeah. If, if there's an acai company that wants to sponsor it, we're, we're open to it. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll use the fake Brazilian accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you guys have a great am. I am. I am <laughs> I'm over the age of uh, 30. I'll be oh 39 God. next year. So yeah, I mean, get that testosterone check, man. <laughs> horse meat, first off. <laughs> Yes. all right Carl, thank note. you for ha- finally being on man oh, like no i appreciate problem, it dude
0: yeah carl's always been I I've, 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 I've he's been the studio yeah. audience the whole time i know right? yeah after class and i
3: like to you know sit here drink my water sip a beer or whatever so yeah, and, li- and, and listen to everything order. live and it's just yeah it's it's just so much more I've entertaining my, sometimes when it's live carabiners <laughs> yeah Carabiner? carabiner, yeah.
0: Is it? Or did you actually say carabiner intentionally? It's Please tell no, me. No, it's a C A R. C-A-R-A- it's carabiner. It's carabiner. I, right, that'd be a sh- that'd be a long. Dude, I. It's English. It's carabiner. Mm-hmm. Well, here, ca- English, uh, carabiner and sense. a
3: good flashlight too. So get a get a good flashlight. You need a good flashlight. i so a big mag light. That's so could, probably so the first two. You can, so you can blind someone. Yeah, no you one? could probably. No, let's so say, like, uh, that's a that's a screen light. I'm gonna have to ask your idea
1: I need to give me drills for my carabiner. Oh boy.
3: Yeah, we can do some.
2: With that, we will catch you <laughs> down the road. The, the light the gun they
1: have Ooh, I think we got a...